Hello and welcome to the men with the densest pixels. <laughs> I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Howdy. Terrence is on assignment tonight. Uh, it's a, it's a, but it's, it's a wonder that this was even able to come together. Yeah. Last minute, uh, last minute, uh, rescuing of this week's episode that we thought was going to be in the dust. Uh, it's good that we get to do it this week because there's a lot of, uh, interesting industry news that happened. Absolutely. Seven days. What, Um, uh, what Brad is trying to tell you in the nicest way possible is that we're a bunch of liars. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That is also true. We said we weren't going to do one, but we did one because we love you. Yes, we do. You're, you're our Sammy Zane to Brad. (laughs) Kevin Owens. Owens. Yeah. Um, real quick, we're not going to talk about it in depth, but what did you think about Kurt Angle coming back on short notice at uh, TLC? Uh, given the circumstances, I mean, you know, he didn't. I I wanted it to be the Kurt Angle of eleven years ago, but I don't know why I expected it to be the Kurt Angle of eleven years ago. Um, it felt like a it felt like a make a wish was granted, <laughs> <laughs> especially when he came out. He's like, yay! <laughs> I, I know I know they probably wanted to save um like like him coming out in the red, white, and blue and and you know coming out to medal for a match for like his first actual match. Yeah. So that's why I kind of forgave the whole sh- you know honorary shield member for a night. Thing with that was still really weird. I figured it was because, you know, he still has to work on his midsection a bit. So they gave him also, a- it's, that's also that's that's also possible. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. also possible. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a bad situation like i said they, they made the best of a bad situation um so why don't you talk about fractured buttholes yeah so uh i bought the uh, south park the fractured butthole get it it's a butthole joke and um it is it, the story picks up literally right after um the stick of truth um, turns out that they don't want to play, you know, Dungeons and Dragons anymore. They want to play superheroes. So they decide that they want to go play superheroes and they, um, are the Cartman has to find a lost cat and there's a hundred dollar reward. And with that hundred dollar reward, there will be, uh, they could start their movie franchise. So that's the overall plot of that game. It is, um, if you're a South Park fan, you'll, you'll enjoy it. If you're not a South Park fan, uh, don't bother. The game is ridiculously easy as just as the first game was. And it is, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's fun to play while you're battling, um, because they have a, they have a turn-based, they still have the turn-based RPG system, but this time they take position into account with this rudimentary like tactics type stuff. And it makes the game slightly more complicated, but it's still a game that's incredibly easy to play. Um, this isn't uh, something that this isn't this isn't Final Fantasy Tactics. This isn't, you know, Fire Emblem or anything like that. Like this is 
this is a dirt easy game um trying to appeal to a mass audience and it is it's just okay like the battling is fun the problem is everything else isn't like you go around and you, you there's a lot of walking and yeah there's a fast travel system but still there's a lot of walking a lot of opening cabinets and it wouldn't be that bad and it probably isn't that bad if you haven't played the stick of truth but it's the same map right like it's the same town so i i don't know i honestly i could only recommend it to super hardcore south park fans everyone else should probably just i mean if you're interested in it i'd wait for it to go on like a deep deep sale because other than that you're not really you know it doesn't really i don't know it, it's it's lost its luster and maybe i'm just a uh maybe i'm just an old man now and maybe i just don't like south park as much as i used to but um yeah that's that's pretty much it for those of you not watching this on youtube um you wouldn't know that while mike was talking my lamp went out and i managed to change the entire thing <laughs> while mike was talking about south park and i think he knew this because he was vamping a little bit <laughs> while he was talking about the game just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, like I said, if you are if you're watching on YouTube, you can look at the little box of me scrambling to uh, <laughs> to fix a light as that's, Mike was talking about this. That's how interested Brad is in the fractured butthole. <laughs> like, I, I would have had I would have had more questions, except for the fact that I was I was frantically trying to change this lamp within five minutes' time. Um, <laughs> I didn't even start the stopwatch. I have no idea how long we've been recording so far. Um, have, are, are you on black difficulty setting, by the way? Yeah. And just like I thought, it's just a gag. Okay. Like it's just a gag. It doesn't make the game any... Like, the game has a traditional difficulty setting. Like, easy, medium, hard. You know? Are you... Um, does this upset you? Or are they handling it well? I mean, there's really nothing to handle. They don't really address your race. Quite frankly, they they go overboard in your gender this time. Like, you know, they're like, are you a little boy or are you a little girl? And then you tell which one you are. And then Mr. Mackey's like, okay, well, he Mr. Mackey defines what cisgender and transgender are. And he's like, okay, so, okay, were you, uh, were you born a little boy or were you born a little girl who now is a little boy and then you decide whether or not you're cisgender or transgender and and then they uh and then the only time they reference that is when the rednecks come and they're like we don't like you cisgendered boys walking around our parts and then you fight them and that's it okay like they don't really they don't really go there you know what I mean? And mm. I look as much as as much as South Park really goes for the jugular for certain things. They don't really address race too much. There was that one episode, the Naggers episode. Um, <laughs> I, I I have seen that one actually. So yeah, and that's the only that's the only time they really go after race. So I really wasn't expecting them to tackle anything racial. Okay, um, 
but it is what it is. You know, just it's not. It's okay. It's okay. It's not that great. Fair enough. Um, well, if you've not uh, changing gears, if you've not uh, subscribed to premium content, make sure you do that. You can go to densepixels.com slash premium, sign up for just $5 a month or $50 for the entire year. Uh, that gets you access to a bevy of podcasts, including Look Forward, our political show, uh, including The Area of Grievances, uh, No Time to Bleed, The Men with the Golden Tongues. Uh, we're recording the Casino Royale episode this weekend. So look yeah. forward to that. Uh, you also get uh, weekly episodes of the Nerdpocalypse on video as well uh, if you go, if you are a premium member. So again, $5 a month, $50 for the whole year. Uh, and if you have not subscribed to Dense Pixels' YouTube channel, go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Click the subscribe button. Uh, we post this podcast to YouTube every single week for you to check out. Uh, we also occasionally put up some Let's Plays uh, when we get back to doing video reviews. Uh, you will see them on there as well and all sorts of other fun content uh, for Dense Pixels. So again, youtube.com slash Dense Pixels. Subscribe to the channel uh, if you've not done so yet. So releases. Uh, look, this is a typical holiday release week. Um, there's a couple big titles. There's a lot of bullshit in the mix. Uh, so I'm just going to run down the list. going to run it down. Uh, coming out this week, all in local stores near you. Uh, the PC version of Destiny 2. Assassin's Creed Origins, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, Deer Hunter Reloaded, Hidden Agenda, The Inner World, The Last Ring Monk, Just Dance 2018, Knowledge is Power, Little Nightmares Complete Edition, Knights of Azure 2, Bride of the New Moon, Rapala Pro Fishing Series, Rugby 18, Sing Star Celebration, and We Sing 2. Um, Wow. Deer Hunter Reloaded. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know they were still making Just Dance games. Like, oh, still a not cow for not that? only Micah. Not only are they still making Just Dance games. Just Dance 2018 is the latest release for the Nintendo Wii system. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. Okay, they're still making Wii games. They are. Just, no, they're they're still making Just Dance games for the Wii. That doesn't qualify as they're still <laughs> making Wii games. That's the only Wii game. Yeah, that still gets made. And Just Dance didn't really a game, more so as it's just like someone, it's an activity. So yeah, someone mocapped. Uh, someone is filming people uh, in mocapped suits and then overlaying uh, some digital, uh, some neon effect on them. Pretty much. That, that is exactly what it is. Wow. Uh, on the digital highlights, uh, if if Rapala Pro Fishing Series and Deer Hunter Reloaded was not enough to tickle your outdoor fancy, uh, then you can check out Fishing Master VR for the PlayStation VR this week. Wow. And uh, <laughs> I can't think of anything more boring than a virtual reality fishing game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, because at least if, at least when you actually go fishing, you have beer. Usually, you have good conversation if you're going with somebody. Right. But yeah, virtual fishing, <laughs> you don't get any of that. Oh goodness. Uh, some release date announcements for you guys. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is confirmed uh, coming for the Nintendo Switch. I think next year sometime. I think this was rumored before, but it, it was finally confirmed. Uh, it's also starting today, as we're recording this Tuesday. Uh, the 
limited backwards compatibility for original Xbox games goes live on the Xbox One console. Um, I don't have a list in front of me, but I'm sure if you use your Google machines, you can find it. Uh, and then the Hitman Game of the Year edition is coming on November 7th, which will have some additional content uh, aside from the regular complete edition um, that came out before. So, Is that the uh, the five episodes into one mm-hmm. like package? Yeah. All right. Uh, thir- 13 games available at launch for the original Xbox. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Ninja Gaiden Black, Crimson Skies, Fusion Frenzy, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, Psychonauts, Dead to Rights, Black, Grabbed by Ghoulies, Sid Meier's Pirates, Red Faction 2, Blood Rain 2, and King of Fighters, Neo Wave. There's some old school shooter fans that I'm sure really excited to be able to play Black on their mm-hmm. Xbox One console. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Did, didn't that didn't that didn't that game have like really good sound design or something something like that yeah but i just don't know why you would want to just uh like it is it is it you are spitting in technology's face by wanting to use this <laughs> fucking big ass xbox one plus sx9 or whatever it's called now to go back and play games from what 20 years ago uh, you're stretching it a little far, but you're not that far off base. Jesus Christ. And it's funny because like, like the utmost, most popular games from the original Xbox, like Halo 1 and Halo 2, you can already play on Xbox One. They already have the right. Master Chief collection. And you know what they did? They made them look better. They made them run better. Like that's, uh, that's okay. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't blame you. Like I said, I don't, I, and I, I also don't understand these idiots that are going to buy this remanufactured Duke controller that's yeah, coming uh, out. I mean, what you just hate your hands then, right? <laughs> you just hate your hands. So we'll, uh, in, 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 uh, in headlines this week, we'll be, we'll be resurrecting a fan favorite argument against a terrible controller. Don't you worry, uh, because it's coming back again. Uh, before we do that story though, um, so Sony Music Entertainment is publishing games now. So a, a, a Sony Music label publishing games. Um, and they're publishing games on the Nintendo Switch. Um, there's a game called Tiny Metal that comes out November 21st. Uh, it's a tactics-style game. Think uh, Advance Wars. It's coming out on PS4 and PC as well. But Switch is a platform that this Sony Music Group is publishing games for. So a lot of people thought that was really weird. It's actually not as weird as you may think. Um, to me, it's no different than Nintendo publishing Super Mario Run on Sony Ericsson phones because Sony Ericsson phones run Android, and that's a game. That's where Nintendo published Super Mario Run, for example. Yeah, I, I think people get confused. Like, we live in a society where everything has to be on somebody's team, right? Like, you're either red or blue, you're you're the donkey, or you're the elephant. You are on opposing sides all the time. You're either Marvel or DC. You can't like both. You can't, you know. And companies don't necessarily operate that way. They operate in a way that will make them money. It's not like Sony is, it's not like Sony is, is 
all every aspect of Sony is run by like a Vince McMahon who has final say and who hates everything that's not Sony. That's not even a great comparison because Vince McMahon will literally deal with anyone who can make him money. Like like <laughs> if, like if there was a situation that had come along in the 90s where it would have made sense to collaborate with WCW on something because it would have made a fuck ton of money, Vince McMahon absolutely would have done it. Absolutely. So I but people but people think that, you know, oh well, what what? What? Sony is doing something for Nintendo? Like that doesn't mean, you know, no, they're doing they're doing something for themselves. Like they're publishing right. a game on a hot platform that a lot of independent games are currently thriving on right now. Like right. that's a smart business move. Right. Especially when you don't have a portable console to market that those games on. Right. So, yeah, I, I I didn't think too much of this story when it came out, but some people were like, oh, Sony's making games. I was like, slow <laughs> the fuck. Yeah, it, it is a little weird that they are publishing it under this music label for some reason. Um, I guess just to keep the video game side of it separate from yeah this side of it, I, I suppose. Um, but yeah, this this is, I don't want to call it a non-story, but it's not, not a huge deal, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I'm still blown <laughs> away that Sonic the Hedgehog is on Nintendo consoles, right? I mean, and that's been that way for ten years now. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? So, <clears throat> uh, speaking of Nintendo Switch, the uh, surprise update came out last week. Version four point update uh, added a couple notable features, uh, most prevalent of which enabling video capture for select games uh, and the ability to transfer user profiles and save data from one console to another. Um, now the video capture seems like it is going to be more of a glimpse of things to come. Um, right now there's only four games that support the video capture. Uh, it's breath of the wild, Mario Kart eight arms, and Splatoon two, as you might imagine, um, Mario Odyssey will also support it upon launch. Um, you can only capture the last 30 seconds of video. There's no option to make that better or worse. I don't mind that. Um, I don't mind that rate of capture myself personally i think that's the if you're just introducing this feature that's probably the right uh the right time length to go with yeah the one the one feature that i wish that um playstation had that xbox has and now nintendo has it too is that 30 second capture and you can set playstation to do 30 second captures but that comes at the sacrifice of being able to do longer captures like you if, if you set it to 30 seconds you can only set it to 30 seconds Right. But I, I wish I could do that and like the 15 minute capture that I have it set for as well currently. Yeah. Um, once you have saved it, you can trim the clip and then upload it to Facebook or Twitter and share with your friends. Um, the 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 save transfer thing is a, is another major shortcoming that was that. Let's be honest. It should have been with the console um, at launch. Um. And what that'll do is if you ever have to get a new Nintendo Switch for something, you can do a one-way transfer of all of your information. This is not to back up save files. This is not to be able to use multiple switches simultaneously with your account. This is literally just to, like, if your switch breaks or if you get another switch for some reason and you want to make sure you keep all your stuff, that's what this uh, what this feature is for, hmm. basically. Um couple new updates. They added some new profile icons for Mario Odyssey. Um, they added the pre they had the ability to pre-order upcoming games in the eShop, which was something that uh that was not done at yeah, first. For some strange reason. Now can you can you preload? 
Um, that I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Um, and now you can also use USB wireless headsets on the Nintendo Switch as well. Wow. I know. Amazing. (laughs) So those are the big features. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not blown away by anything. It's just normal hardware iteration that you would expect to see over time. Yeah. I do like the fact that I can pre order a game, you know. I, I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure you do like that fact. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, you know, <laughs> any, any, anything to make it easier for Micah to throw money at a company is something that he is, he is for. Yeah. Especially cause it probably won't happen often with Nintendo. So you better hurry up and do it while I'm thinking about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you got to catch me when I'm fiending for something. I wonder if, I wonder what the refund policy is going to look like if they'll even have one. Oh, I doubt they'll have one. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt they'll have one. I had to, I had to refund a, a pre-order for uh, a game on Xbox, and yeah, all you gotta do is call and and uh, the nice lady with the nice Southern accent helped me out eventually, and uh, yeah, and gave me my credit back. But it was easy. I don't want to have to talk to a person though. Can I just do like an online chat? I know. I, I look. I I spent an hour trying to figure out how to not talk to somebody. <laughs> But uh, I couldn't do it. So, uh, speaking of new Nintendo Switch features, uh, they also surprisingly added support uh, this week for GameCube controllers. Uh, you still need to get the Wii U GameCube controller adapter that came out around the time Smash Brothers release, which is very difficult to find. Um, and yeah, you plug it into the Switch dock and you plug your GameCube controllers into it. And now you're playing with GameCube controllers. It, it, <laughs> I, I, I hate the GameCube controller. It is the worst. It's the worst controller. It is. It, it is up there. If it's not the worst, it's definitely top three. I, I don't. I don't understand. It looks weird. The button placement doesn't make sense. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see why people love that controller. And if it was so great, they would have kept it. Like, that's true. That's true. I I just, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Well, this is fueling rumors now that smash and or virtual console is right around the corner for the Nintendo switch. I don't know that, uh, I don't know that this announcement would make me think because like if you like if you want to play gamecube games for the virtual console like you got the pro controller yeah i can you imagine going back and playing those games with a real controller and be like wow this is (laughs) this is fucking awesome (laughs) what was i can play all these years i can play eternal darkness with a real controller now you imagine playing smash with a with a, a a standard controller i mean the option to do that is out there but there's still a lot of uh, knuckleheads who who uh choose not to who who can who insist on playing melee with uh with that terrible monstrosity they are wrong why haven't these pro controllers gone down i really need to get one for mario it's it's one of those things right because the problem the, like i so while we rallied against Nintendo's pricing of controllers as being egregious and make no bones about it. It is egregious mm-hmm. how much they're charging for controllers. Um, I get it though, because there's a lot of, there is a lot of technology in those controllers. I mean, you have that big rechargeable battery, you have the RFID reader 
in the analog stick, you have the motion, you know, the motion inside of the controller, mm-hmm. the, the vibrator. So, so I get it. Like, like it's, it is a nice controller. It's just that's a, that's a high cost of entry to make yeah. someone pay for that. Yeah. But I but I love mine. Like like the the Switch Pro controller, I can I can say this because Terrence isn't here. It's better than the <laughs> Xbox One controller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it, it's it's number two. Oh shit! All right. Well, I will find out and concur, uh, and and concur with you, or, or figure out whether or not I concur with that statement next week because I'm getting one for Mario because I can't. It, it I can't feels it, it. It's got like, it's got like the perfect weight and the perfect balance to me. I don't know. It, like it's it's good. It's very good. It's better than the Xbox One controller. It's I got the behind that statement. It's got the offset analogs. It's got the. Well, oh, I don't uh, like that part of it. I yeah, I'm talking about offset analogs. <laughs> um, that's that's a bunch of nonsense to me. But I'm willing to put up with it. Yeah, so. man, it looks it looks like it might be decent. I just need to. I don't. I have no idea. I can't have, gauge. Have you the never size. handled one? No. Really? Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't used one. I'm, matter of fact, I'm going to buy one tomorrow. Okay. I was gonna say I don't. I don't. I don't know if we're gonna actually get a chance to see each other between now and the time Odyssey comes out. Otherwise, I'd bring mine with yeah. me and let you handle it. But nah, I mean, you know, obviously, if you're gonna be if you're gonna if you're gonna go mic it up, then you, yeah, you, you know me. I, I all right. I want it. <laughs> Make it happen, somebody. Here's my card. Give it to me. But yeah, fuck, fuck the GameCube controller. Why, let this, let it die. Let it go away. It sucks. It's terrible. And look, there's there's a couple listeners of this show. I'm sure that are GameCube controller diehards. I appreciate where you're coming from. I respect it. I know a lot of you grew up with the GameCube. I get it. You're wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> The GameCube controller sucks. It's fucking terrible. Is it better than the N64 controller? Just barely. Maybe. 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 And that's only because, you know, God forbid you get startled or something and you have to bring a controller to you because you're startled. You won't get stabbed in the fucking chest. <laughs> With that, that penis that the, the, the 64 controller has. I mean, the N64 controller does have better shoulder buttons than the GameCube controller does. Yo, those springy motherfuckers. I, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Like they were, oh, let's let's put a let's make it high, but then put a big ass divot in it so that it fits you. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> the giant A button. It's the most unresponsive thing ever. Oh, you could play it through walls. What what? Why would I want to do that? I don't need to do that. I just need it to feel good in my hands. God damn it. And now people are going to be crawling over themselves to find these fucking adapters just so that they can play. What like what do I even play right now? The game control Pokemon tournament <laughs> arms. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine anything like. I, I don't know. Control is a piece of shit, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so uh, Destiny 2 news, your weekly Destiny 2 update, I feel like <laughs> with this show. Um. So Bungie went to TwitchCon last week, and they talked about one of the uh, more uncertain things that's been in Destiny 2, and that is seasons. They've talked about seasons before. Um, they never really explained it, and now now they have. Um, so basically, 
seasons are there to get to kind of give they they say to give players a quote more predictable cadence for content updates. Um, they expect to have four seasons per year, so each season will last about three months. Makes sense. Um, when the seasons change, you'll see a couple things. You'll see new cosmetic items. Uh, the stuff that comes in bright engrams will be different. Um, there'll be different themes, they say, in this player experience, whatever that's supposed to mean. Um, when the seasons change, you'll see the big tuning updates for the game, like the balance changes and how different guns are balanced and things of that nature. Um, they did say that the dawning is coming back uh, to the tower uh, for the season when season two starts. Um, you'll be able to play different casual mini games. So right now you can play soccer. Um, somehow they're adding hockey to uh, to this. Um, you'll also be able to throw snowballs apparently during during the dawning. Um, they have some dawning themed gear, which looks pretty cool. I like the blue and white aesthetic on the gear that they have a picture of in here. Yeah. Um, clan rank will reset with season two. I kind of figured that would happen because they made that pretty apparent. Um, apparently the perks will also change for clans as well. So like right now there's a list of perks that when your clan reaches a certain level, uh, you get some bonuses. They're going to completely change what those bonuses are from season to season. Um, and apparently they're doing a event called the clarion call that is happening right before the end of season one, which will basically, I'm assuming it's a week long event, uh, that will give players double XP. Um, so basically you'll earn twice as many bright engrams as you go. Um, they're also changing the faction rally. Uh, it says that you'll be able to earn faction armor merely by playing and representing your faction, not just through the token system. And they also admitted that the token system, as I said last week, uh, might not have been the best idea for Iron Banner. So they're going to fix Iron Banner in Season 2. Uh, you'll have the option to purchase the Iron Banner guns uh, directly with legendary shards and tokens. Um, and then you also get new ornaments for the armor that you can add to it as well to change the appearance. No word on buying armor. Um, it does not mention that. It just says directly purchase Iron Banner guns with tokens and legendary shards. So I'm assuming. So what it sounds like um, is it sounds like that the armor will come in drops, much like the uh so if i if i'm to i'm reading into this now so it looks like the guns you'll be able to buy with tokens and shards right mm -hmm. i'm assuming you'll get the armor maybe how they used to do it before where you get them in drops like post crucible match and then the ornaments will be stuff that you can chase that's not like necessary but it's you know, you'll get some fun stuff to that you can chase down mm. if that makes sense hmm so, okay. yes, and they also said that unfortunately, uh, they will not be holding their annual Halloween event, uh, Festival of the Lost, this year. Um, the he said the dawning will be the first seasonal event, and we may see the the uh, the Festival of the Lost down the road one day. Yeah, like next year. So, thoughts, Micah, on this news? Um, all right, it 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 they're listening, right? And, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still in like a wait and see mode. Like I haven't written off destiny. Like some people have, uh, I still get on there, even if it's just like to kill time or whatever, or chase after, uh, chase after, um, NPC specific armor. 
uh, which is a fucking <clears throat> chase. But I want certain characters that look certain ways uh, in that armor. And um, I'm still trying to, you know, I don't do a lot of multiplayer stuff, right? So I, I'm still trying to get my Titan to 305. I'm at 302. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'm not, like, super excited. But um, also, I'm not, like, fuck Destiny. Like, not, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. There was, um, and, and we'll talk about it because we, we, it got discussed in our fan group yesterday, densepixels.com slash fans. Um, there was some consternation because a lot of people have been making videos and writing articles about, oh, Destiny 2 has lost 80% of its player base. Or, you know, this, that, or the other because they're looking at concurrent user counts and how it's changed from launch day <laughs> to seven weeks later. And it's such a, like, I, I will never understand and and Michael posts this in our finger, but I'm not I'm not throwing this opinion at Michael because I know he doesn't feel this way about it. But I will never understand the compulsion of people on the internet when something is flying high, they just have to try to take it down in some way. Only to build it right back up when something when when it gets updated or whatever. Same, right. thing, same thing with fighting games. Same thing with fighting games. Fighting game will launch and It'll be like hot shit. And then a month later, it's like, all right, well, I'm kind of done with this because all the casuals are like, oh, okay, I, I, I got the players Captain America and Rocket Raccoon and I got the fight, you know, Dante and Mega Man. I'm done. And, um, but the people who are still having fun with it are still having fun with it. Like everything, every game has that attrition. Mm hmm. So well, I'm, and and to, and to the point where the um, so Destiny Tracker is like the the preeminent site for tracking Destiny stats, essentially. And they actually took today, as we're recording this on Tuesday, they took down their population statistics, and they said they did that because people were using them to spread false narratives about the game because they didn't know how to use the information correctly. <laughs> because like because like they said like so when you're looking at concurrent user counts let's say that you know you you know okay they had three million people concurrently on you know september 6th when the game came out and then on october 20th they have you know only four hundred thousand people you know playing concurrently yeah that's that's how many people are playing at that specific time or on that or at the peak of that specific day but let's say that i didn't play destiny on October 20th. I'm not done playing Destiny. I just didn't right. play it on October 20th. Right. Like like not not everybody like like you no one is playing no one who plays Destiny is playing it 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So I think when you look at concurrent users, that's a very dangerous way to kind of frame this this false narrative about how, you know, how how a game is doing or not doing. And the same goes for um like No Man's Sky was was on, was the other famous one where people were like, "Wow, you know, they they had 2 million, you know, 2 million copies sold, but there's only 100,000 people playing it, you know, 3 weeks later." Now, No Man's Sky is a little bit different situation because that one you can legitimately say, you know, a little bit more about it, but you can't just look at the concurrent user count for a given day and say, "Oh, that's how many people are still playing the game." Right. Like that's right. many people play that day, so it's 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 annoying that Destiny Tracker had to take these stats offline. I I support why they did it. I get it, 
But people just need to chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. De- Destiny 2, much like Destiny 1, much like any online MMO, is a living game. Things are going to change periodically over time. Um, the li- Apparently, the live team is now in charge of the game. The live team is you know the team that is most in, in charge of bringing the updates forward. The PC version just came out today. I have a feeling that Bungie was probably holding back on making a lot of widespread changes to the game until the PC version came out. Yeah. So because you know, that way, that way they're not having to shift gears in development while they're trying to release this uh, this big game, which is gonna have, like there's gonna be a lot of people fucking playing this game on PC. I don't know if you realize because a lot of people really want that uncapped uh, <laughs> that un- uncra- yeah. uncapped frame rate. It looks beautiful. Like I've seen video of it. It looks amazing. And right. that was just video. You know what I mean? Like I I don't understand. When does the first expansion come out? Uh, December sometime. When, when did the game come out? September. Three Beginning months? of September. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, God. three and a half months. Sure. Why not? All right. So. Three and a half months. Everybody calm down. You wish, you wish a game gave you additional content uh, three months after launch. I, I, I don't know. Just, it, just settle down. Like I said, it doesn't have to be the sky is falling every time. Sometimes the game is just the game and tweaks and adjustments will be made. And it's okay. Just roll with it. We, yeah. we, we've seen this before. And, and trust me, we are not in the position. And, and again, I didn't play Destiny 1 when it came out. You did, so you can speak to this more than I can. We are not in the position that we were in with Destiny 1 at this point. Look, with Destiny 1, I was one of those people who played it, got what I needed out of it, took long stretches of time away from it, and then came back to it. One, because I liked the way the game plays, and two, because more stuff came out. And then I would burn through that stuff, and then I would, and then I would take a break, because you burn yourself out on it. You know what I mean? Like it's a, I, I, I don't want to, it's not like it's a game that you can beat. You know what I mean? So, and then you would never touch it again anyway. I, I can't, I don't know. I just, I, I, you burn yourself out on it. And if you choose to burn yourself out on it, then yeah, of course you're going to be, you're going to be bored. If you've got all three, if you have all three characters, at 305 the best you can do and uh, i don't know man get a job i'm gonna i'm gonna make a statement that's uh is you could you could say is controversial and and maybe you'll even disagree with me and if you do disagree with me i i that's fine but if you if you play destiny 2 for over 100 hours in seven weeks and you complain because Bungie doesn't have a never-ending thing, a ne- never-ending stream of new content for you to sink your teeth into. When you put over a hundred hours of a game into in seven weeks' time, I don't think that's Bungie's problem. I think that's <laughs> your problem. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong about that? I don't Micah? think you're. I don't think you're you're wrong about that. Um, I don't think you're wrong about it. And look, look, as long as people are having fun, like who cares? If you want to take a break, go ahead and take a break. I, I Look, I ain't mad at you. There's plenty of other games to play right now. I'm going to take a break Friday when uh, Mario comes out. Actually, me too. For that <laughs> so, matter. So, and like, I'll, st- I'll still log in on Tuesday and Wednesday and do my milestones and, and, and do all that stuff. But yeah, I'll scale back when Mario comes out because I'll have another game to, to sync up, you know, 30 hours of my life. 
I think I think it's um I think it's it's there are certain people who who um exist on the internet like you said to tear stuff down and other people kind of get caught up in it like oh this is interesting you know what I mean like like Michael like he was like oh wow this is interesting but like most people aren't as smart as our fans who are like oh okay this is interesting and moving on like i have my opinion of the game moving on like some people would see that article and they would be and they would pull a terrence and be like mm, see glad i ain't bought told you it was fucking whack yo or whatever that's my terrence impression right now. <laughs> that's a terrible no, terrence impersonation <laughs> terrence would terrible never say <laughs> i hate white people yo there you go that's that's more that's more on target that's more on target our, our fans are our friends are smart yeah I, they I are. agree with that statement that's, yeah, that's really what you have to pull out of this whole discussion yeah dense pixels has the smartest fans yeah someone in that thread i think it was aaron um broke down specifically why you know uh, crying about the sky falling when it comes to destiny is fucking dumb and it was uh as eloquent as statement as i've seen aaron make so uh you know and look i mean ultimately this comes from a place of people who have a game that enjoy playing the game that want more stuff to play and i totally get that but yeah they you can only make content so fast you know yeah. what I mean? It takes time to develop stuff. It does. I mean, and you can you can be one of these tin hat, you know, video game conspiracy theorists that think that developers make the entire game and then just slice off parts to you know trickle like breadcrumbs throughout the life of the game. But that's not actually how development works, especially for a game like Destiny 2. Right. So like I said, enjoy what you're doing. And and look, if you if you're if you've exhausted the content, if there's not much more going on, take a break. Like I said, do the Tuesday, Wednesday log in, knock your milestones out, get some gear, or don't play some other stuff. And when Osiris comes out, hop back in. You'll be right back into it. Yep, and it'll that's okay. Be, it'll be like taking a, it'll be like taking a Destiny Cialis. You'll be ready. You'll be and look ready. and and look and, and in all honesty, you'll probably be happy to get the breather. Yeah, to be quite frank. Yeah. So, not me though. I'm just gonna keep playing it. <laughs> like I said, until, until Mario Odyssey comes out, then I'll then I'll scale back a little bit, but I'll still probably be playing a lot of Destiny. I know, right? Like I thought I would scale back when South Park came out, and you know what I did? I just started playing Destiny on my Xbox. I'm like, oh yeah, I have it for this. <laughs> I'll just play this. I still can't oh, fathom why you're bothering with the Xbox version because I'm because I'm dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, not going to disagree with that statement. <laughs> that I'm was the most. Gonna... That was the most genuine, heartfelt. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh finally in headlines some sad news uh wb this was rumored but they finally released an official statement um they are ending development of lego dimensions the toys to life uh lego game this is a little sad because when when the <clears throat> when the game came out they promised three years of support for the game um they did two years of support I'm not shocked that they are canceling this. I mean, the writing has been on the wall for Toys to Life. Of course, Disney Infinity went away last year. Uh, Skylanders is not releasing a new set for the first time in six years this year. Um, and I'm sure sales for LEGO Dimensions were also not great uh, and probably didn't have the sustained success that they were looking for. Um, so they're calling it a day. 
Uh, that said, my wife really likes Lego Dimensions, and apparently it was a good little product um, that they put out there. And a lot of folks uh, dig it quite a bit, so this is a sad day for them. Uh, but another bubble in the video game industry has burst officially now, finally. I completely forgot. Like, I did not know that Skylanders and Disney Infinity and all that stuff was just kind of done. Like, I, I mean, I guess I never really paid attention to it to begin with, but I don't, I don't remember anything like seeing any headlines like this saying, ah, you know what, let's just, this whole toys and video games thing is kind of done. Amiibo is still going strong, however, ironically. Well, because people like Carrie are psychopaths, man. They're, 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 an they're an Nintendo hoes, man. They would do anything for Nintendo. <laughs> oh, my God. How has that term never made its way out of the show yet at this point? Oh, man. So I don't expect I don't expect Amiibos to go uh, to go anywhere, um, which I guess, you know, is a is a a testament to uh, Nintendo, right? Like this thing is still going strong, or at least their properties. Mm -hmm. Still, this, this this thing is still going strong when Disney failed and EA failed and and uh, WB failed at it. So let me ask you this question: What what do you think the next uh, the next fad bubble that's going to burst in the game industry is? VR. <laughs> is does that even qualify right now? Probably not. Okay. Um, it, it's it's too it's too much of a game to be a gimmick. Like like when you introduce plastic instruments and you know plastic toys into your into your video games, like those are going to be a fad. I won't say it'll be a flash in a the pan. They'll be around for maybe like five years, but then it'll be it'll be done. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything right now that would um I can't think of any other like inanimate object that you can interject into video games books maybe but like that was the wonder book right like that thing never mm -hmm. got off the ground um and I can't imagine I can't imagine people like I don't know how that would work um the only other the only other thing that the only other thing that I can think of is what uh, Quantum Break did. Well, was that the name of the game? Mm -hmm. uh, if, if that's the game you're referring to, yeah. The uh, Xbox game that uh, had a television series attached to it. Oh yeah, that definitely is that. That was a one-off thing, anyway. That wasn't even I, again that. Like I'm trying to think of stuff that's kind of like ubiquitous around the game industry right now. You think loot boxes will ever go away? No, they make too much money. Okay, they make too much money. Uh, you would have to interject. You would have to interject, like, you would have to combine board games and video games or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, and the two just don't, like, they're similar, but they don't match. Like, they don't go well together. You know what I mean? Well, so, actually, there, there, there is a fad that uh, might, <laughs> who knows, maybe going away at some point, which we'll talk about when we get to top stories. Um, but that's about it for headlines. So real quick, before we get on the top stories... Uh, just a reminder, the holidays are coming right around the corner. They'll be here before you know it. Many of you guys shop on Amazon.com as uh, as people are wont to do. So when you shop on Amazon, do us a favor. Help your boys 
at the Dense Pixels podcast, your favorite video game podcast, and use our Amazon link whenever you make any purchases, big or small, from Amazon. What is the link, you ask? This is a fair question. Densepixels.com slash Amazon. When you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon, you see the same Amazon storefront. You pay the same Amazon prices. The only difference is that we get a very small 3 to 4% percentage of your sale, which we use to pay for overhead fees for the podcast, like hosting fees, equipment fees, things like that. We thank every one of you guys that has used our Amazon link and continue to use it. And again, if you haven't done it yet, it's real easy. Densepixels.com slash Amazon. Once you get to Amazon, click that little bookmark button. That way, you don't even have to type it in every time. You can just click on your bookmark, and you're good to go. So again, densepixels.com slash Amazon for anything you buy off Amazon.com, big or small. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Um, NeoGAF, the preeminent forum for video for video <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even because I NeoGAF, the preeminent forum for video game discussion was offline for uh, a good stretch of time. Um, the trouble began when allegations of sexual assault, here we go, uh, were levied against the site's owner, Tyler the Molester Malka, who goes by the handle Evil Or, the evil sexual predator. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Wow, those guys might get sued for slander. At some point, we really won't. Nope, we really won't. So, <laughs> nope. Call this motherfucker whatever I want. He he looks like, you know how, you know how like they're the Trump kids, right? Like there's like like two of them are like quote unquote normal in terms of looks, and then the other two look like sloths DNA kind of snuck in there with Eric and Tiffany. Like this guy looks like the sloth version of Don Jr. Like he, he looks like a, he looks like a fucking pervert. <laughs> he does, man. <laughs> and I, okay. Um, bottom line is, uh, this guy has been accused of being an asshole to people. And, um, a lot of NeoGAF users were doing what they call suicide posts trying to get banned because they said fuck this guy and it caused him to oh not not just not just users micah mods mods yeah, yeah. mods also um which is i i mean like when are we gonna <laughs> when are we gonna realize that women are human beings this guy does have i i just looked up a uh google search of images of this fellow. Mm -hmm. He does have a creepy face. Yeah, he does. He does. He, he has, uh, he looks like he should be, he looks like he should be like the killer in, in like a movie. Like he looks like Brad Pitt and, and Morgan Freeman should be fucking finding this guy. You know, you know who he looks he like? You know who he looks like? Head off. Looks like Jared Kushner. <laughs> he kind of does oh shit he kind of does so let's um i mean let's 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 cover this from from the beginning so for, first of all neither of us were really gaff users i was um i was shocked when other like games media outlets that i listen to podcasts from or, or follow online 
were like aghast at the possible death of NeoGAF because they're like, oh man, we go to NeoGAF for like this is where you go to get like the inside scoop and all the news and stuff like that. And that's the way it's always been. I don't think I've ever been to NeoGAF. The only time I've been to NeoGAF is when someone leaks fighting game information and they link NeoGAF. And then when I go there, I'm like, this is NeoGAF? Like this is the this is the the bastion of video game news that that well-respected journalists go to for information? Right. And and it's like it's like people talk about it like it's kind of like the anti-4chan, right? Like it's like it's 4chan, but it's adults and people are behaving in an adult fashion. A lot of like insiders post in there and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's still just an internet message board and it comes with all the trappings that an internet message board includes. Yeah. So, yeah, this is not, um, I wouldn't even know where to go. (laughs) I, I wouldn't even like this. And look, I don't use Reddit. I imagine that this is what Reddit is also. Yes. And no, I, I, I do kind of sort of kind of use Reddit. Mm hmm. Less uh, look, frequently, more and more. I, I'm not knocking you if you do. I just don't. I just don't get it. Like I wouldn't go to this place for information, news, or you know, rumors because I don't like dealing in rumors. You know what I mean? So, but but what had happened was this guy Tyler Malka, um, basically had some sexual accusations, sexual assault accusations levied against him. And apparently the mods, a lot of the mods on the site got pissed, right? And and basically were jumping ship to that, which led to the the forum losing their minds and they had to shut it down because it was just out of control. Because when you when you lose a lot of your moderators, it's kind of hard to keep things from going, you know, wild west. Yeah. In there for sure. Now, this guy, Tyler Malka, if you if you'd like to read about what these allegations, um, the, 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 the brunt of them, uh, waypoint has a really good article, uh, that you should check out. Um, if you want the, the full, the full information about it, but, uh, one would think that if someone had accused you of sexually assaulting, not just one woman, but also several women, apparently you would be a little bit more contrite in your, uh, in your response to that. Not the molester Malka. He began his statement with a categorical categorical denial of the allegations against him. Quote, the individual making the accusations isn't credible, he said at the beginning of the statement. This story doesn't reconcile, reconcile logically with the facts, and there's plenty of evidence and witnesses to corroborate that. He went on to describe how he became aware of the pending accusation, his slow response to it, and the mass departure of moderators over the weekend seen as a protest against him and the allegations he's faced. He he characterized most of the walkouts as due to stress and harassment and that some of the mods had hit their emotional limit because I'm a pervert Um, because users were coming after them. he goes on to say that since this whole mess uh, lasting from Friday morning through Saturday before we were formally went offline for maintenance and repair, uh, we've just been trying to figure out the best course of action for NeoGAF going forward. 
Um, look, to be to be clear, um, and, and the reason I tell you to go check out this Waypoint article, um, which was written by Patrick Club, because he, he actually reached out to the principals um, in this in this story mm-hmm. and interviewed them about it. And like, like this dude, classic, you know, sexual predator 101 mm-hmm. through it, like talked about how this girl like, oh, no, it's her mental illness that calls her to say these things. <sighs> All right, yo. All right. Because some chick didn't want you groping her. Uh, she's got to have some sort of mental. Illness. All right. Maybe maybe you're just a fucking creep. Um, and look, and, and to be clear, like I, I've, I've been learning some, I've been learning some stuff about gaff with this story. Um, and, and look, Neo gaff was a site that they were among the first people to call it like the first people in the, in the games journalist space to call Gamergate what, what it was a load of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they, and they didn't give it credence. They didn't give it a platform on their site. Like, so, so these are, these are not like people that run this place that moderate the site are not people that you would expect this story from. I'm just going to show you that, you know, all shapes and sizes for, you know, this you know, sexual misconduct, you know, all, all this stuff we're finding out about over these past several weeks. Now that the, now that the dam seemed to have broken. Um, this is, uh, this whole thing is just disturbing on so many levels. Like you, you, all of it, like not just with, uh, this space or, um, with movies or with, with the president, like, like these are, these are people that are getting caught and it's being, it's, it's being made, you know, people are paying attention to it because of these famous people. If these, if these people are getting caught, can you imagine what's going on in the real world where, you know, Joe Smo in, in bumfuck Pennsylvania is doing to some woman right now. Like this is really fucking depressing me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to do. Other, like, I feel like I need to go fight people, but I can't fight everybody. And it just doesn't like, why can't people just be human beings? I don't, I don't under, I don't understand. And then, and then like you, some people have been taken advantage of to the point where they're so fucked up that they'll hear me saying this and they'll be like, mm, yeah, but I still don't trust you. You sound like you're protesting a little too much. And I can't even be mad at that. Right. Because like that person's situation has caused them to have that mentality because someone was being a fucking asshole. I think what gets lost in, in and especially with like, with like the not me movement that you've seen on Facebook and Twitter over the past several weeks, this isn't just a forum for women and some men also to air out their dirty laundry and be like, I've been holding on to this and, and you should know that this, this is something that's happened to me too. The, like men need to take it upon themselves to see this and realize maybe I've been an asshole too. And to think back on like past behaviors as well and think about what you could even, even if you've never been sexually assaulted as an, as a man, think about what you could do, what you things that you might've done that maybe has made someone feel uncomfortable and think, uh, you know, over the course of your life and think of how you can change also to be better. Cause it's not just on people getting their story out. It's not just about the worst of the worst stories. Like this is, this is a, this is a moment 
I feel like where people really need to take stock of who they are and what they've done. And like I said, I, like I, I, there's things that I've done when I was like a dumb kid that at the time were funny, but now I'm like, man, what if I was kind of an asshole when I did that? And nothing, and nothing like nothing egregious, obviously. Um, but like, it's just stuff that it's just like, and like, I wonder, like, I wonder if this, like this time that I was like goofing off, like if I, you know, if, if someone felt uncomfortable because of that, I don't know. You know what I mean? And that's, and, but the fact that I have kind of, you know, sat back and thought about that, that's kind of the whole point of this. Yeah. So. This is so fucking sad, man. Tr- and, and trust me when I tell you, shed no tears for, for fucking Tyler Malko, because this, this is a guy who has talked explicitly about his past with stuff like this. Here, here's a quote from him in 2012. This is, this is him speaking about himself, by the way. And this is a direct quote. Um, at one point in a bar, a girl who didn't speak any English came up to me and started flirting heavily, then went straight into asking me to buy her a drink. Um, when I didn't know what the hell was going on, I laughed because drinks here were all two euros, but consented and then grabbed her ass hard to show that I wasn't being taken advantage of. And she thought better of treating me as a mark and left without taking her drink. Like this is this is the this is the guy that we're dealing with with this particular story. Uh, all right, all right, yo, she she was taking advantage of you for two euros. Uh, all right, all right, all right, dude. Like the shit just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me at all. Because you're not an asshole. Uh, men men are assholes. Like that's that that is a huge moral of the story that also needs to be taken from everything that's been going on for the last couple weeks. Fucking fucking men need to do better. Yeah, man. And 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 if you're and if you're out there listening to me say that, and you're like, men don't have to do better. You're probably the type of guy that I'm talking about. <laughs> just saying. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. So, but, but apparently, gas back online, and their users are angry. Good. Oh, we get shut down. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't use you anyway. I don't and I don't know anybody that does. If you use NeoGav, let me know and tell me why. Because I'm I'm very curious. Um sad news, EA shuts down Visceral Games and uh is overhauling the Star Wars game that they were working on. So um <sighs> uh Visceral Games, for those of you that don't know, um was purchased by EA. Mm, I can't remember. Oh, it's uh, been it's been many years at this yeah, point. It's, it's been a good long while, and uh, they are known for making the. They are most famously known for making the Dead Space games. Um, you know the games that were scary and then turned into. Um, they were, from what I hear, Alien One, and then they turned into Alien Two. By the end of it, <laughs> or aliens, and and you don't mean that as a compliment, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, like they used to be scary, and now they're just like, yeah, bro, let's fucking do this. Um, but yeah, their EA is closing down Visceral Games, who have been working on uh this new Star Wars game, um, since 2013, and the Star Wars game was it. Was it um thirteen thirteen? No, no, this was this was not thirteen thirteen. This was a new game that they actually pulled Amy Henning from 
uh, from Naughty Dog to do the story for. That's right. They wanted to do the um, they wanted to do a linear story based game in the vein of Uncharted, and who else? Uh, but to who else you get? Uh, but Mrs. Perfect, Amy Henning, uh, to <laughs> come and head that up. Um, the uh, head of um, uh, EA's executive vice president Patrick Soderlund is quoted as saying, "Throughout the development process, we have been testing the game concept with players, listening to their feedback about what and how they want to play." and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. It has become clear that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come, we need to pivot the design. We will be main, uh, we will maintain the stunning visuals, authentic authenticity in the star Wars universe and focus on bringing a star Wars story to life. Uh, importantly, we are shifting the game to be a broader experience that allows for, more variety and player agency leaning into the capabilities of our frostbite engine and uh, reimagining central elements of the game to give players a star Wars adventure of greater depth and breadth to explore. So it sounds like the game is going from a linear based uncharted style game to star Wars battlefront three. Buckle up. <laughs> it's about to get angry. Here. <laughs> now, let me just say that it is possible that the development of this game by this rule was a complete clusterfuck and the studio had to get shut down to salvage what assets they could from the game mm-hmm. to make a different type of game. That's possible. And we'll never know. Because unless someone anonymously talks about it or or not anonymously talks about it, we'll never know what actually happened with this, right? Right. I, I preface what I'm about to say with that just so you know that I could be completely talking out of my ass and this could be a righteous move by EA and that's, and that's what it is. However, I don't believe that to be the case, Micah. And that statement that you just read, I believe helps back up that point. Micah, do you, do you know a company... A, a video game publisher whom I respect. Um, Bioware. I, I do respect Bioware. But this, I'm, the answer that I'm about to give you might surprise oh, they're you. They're a developer. Yeah, they're a developer. Yeah, they're, they're a developer as well. What is, uh, what is that company? That company, Micah, is Activision. Really? And I'm going to tell you why. Because Activision is a company that has done a lot of really pro-business, anti-consumer things you can make the argument for. This is a company that once passed on the publishing of a Ghostbusters video game because they, quote, couldn't annualize it and put out a new game every year. This is a company who basically invented the season pass with Call of Duty. This is a company who re-released a 10-year-old game and then didn't even put the DLC into the game and charged you separately for it down the road. Okay, this company has done all those things. Why do I respect this company, Micah? Because you know who they are. <laughs> they don't shy away from the fact that they are this asshole company who's here to make fucking money and make them dollars. And they're and they lay all of their shitty business practices out in front of you. And you can say, man, I don't like Activision. I'm not going to buy their shit. 
You know whose company I don't respect? Fucking EA. Because EA is a company that will sit here and they're saying, hey, we know you may not like the fact that we make a billion dollars a year in FIFA. We know that you don't like the fact that we took away Madden's competition and now have the only football game in town. We know you don't like the loot boxes that we're putting in Star Wars Battlefront, but we do those things to make money so that we can also develop these other independent games that are coming out so that you can get your Mirror's Edge 2, so you can get your plans for a zombies garden warfare, so you can get your Star Wars fucking adventure game from visceral games we make all this money so that we can make these other games and that that we know that gamers really love to enjoy and we need to have fifa and we need to have star wars battlefront and we need to have madden so that we can have money in our coffers so that we can maybe lose some money on a game that might not be as commercially successful but we know is a really good game and critically and then they fucking close the studio that's making the star wars game that everybody wants supposedly (laughs) fuck off ea <sighs> fuck off man that is a rare treat, do not man. piss do not piss on my leg and tell me it's raining if you're going to be a shitty fucking corporate grab at you know cash bag company that's fine but fucking be that company and don't pretend to be this fucking white knight savior that's like no no we're, we're, we're still making indie games we're still pu- you know we're still publishing you know fucking great single player experiences and this that fuck off <laughs> fuck off Liars. Am I still bitter about what happened with Mass Effect Andromeda? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that fueling part of this rant? You better believe it. You better fucking believe it. But EA can get the fuck out of my face. Get the entire, get that dirty bullshit out the fuck of my face right now. Oh, and rant. That was, that was. That was amazing. That was amazing. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm. I'm. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? That's You're the question wrong. I'm asking. You're not wrong, and that is that is that was exactly EA's mo, right? Like, just what you said. Like, well, you know, we're still little indie darlings, and you know, we we will we'll put out your unraveled or whatever that game was. You know what I mean? But at the expense of neutering the rest of the neutering the rest now. A while ago. And again, before you get to that point, I am the most like like I wouldn't go as far to say that I'm a corporate apologist on this podcast, but I, I will I will play devil's advocate for corporations all the time because I get it. I understand how business works. I understand what you got to do to make money. I understand what you got to do to keep your company profitable. I understand it. EA, I've gone to bat for you. I, I fucking I railed against people on the internet who called you the worst company in America. It's ridiculous. It's still ridiculous. I, I wouldn't go as far to say that you're the worst company in America. You at least get to be in the bracket now for being <laughs> dick. Congratulations, EA. You are now inducted into the sweet 16 of worst <laughs> companies in America. Like I said, like, like, like if, if I'm getting pissed off about this, you know something's fucked up. <laughs> Oh man, um, Maxis, creators of, um, they were bought by EA in 1997. They created The Sims in 2000. They were shut down in 2004. Uh, Kesmai created the MMORPG uh, forerunner Island uh, Island of Kesmai in 1985, and uh, Air Warrior in 1987. They were brought by EA in 1999 and shut down in 2001. Pandemic Studios created Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Full Spectrum Warrior, and Destroy All Humans. 
And the Saboteur. Uh, and the Saboteur. Bought by EA in 2008, which I like to guess when they were shut down. 2010? 2009. Oh, right after the Saboteur came out. Okay. <laughs> uh, DreamWorks Interactive, creator of Medal of Honor, bought by EA in 2000 and rebranded as EA Los Angeles, then rebranded again as Danger Close in 2010, folded into DICE uh, Los Angeles in 2013. These are these EA is what um, is uh, what that dude from the Matrix thinks that human beings are <laughs> a virus. You come in and you, you suck up everything, and then you shit everything out, and and you 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 take what's good. You're vultures, EA. You don't even take you don't even take what's good because you're not taking advantage of the talent that you have when you buy when you acquire them you know what i mean like like you acquire these studios you're like hey make this game and they make it and it doesn't you know live up to the probably ridiculous financial expectations that you set for it you're like all right out of here and again uh, and and again a, a publisher closing down game studios is not new right it's not uncommon and it's also not unnecessary. Sometimes that does have to happen. But like when your track record is the track record that EA has right now, if you're an independent studio, EA comes to acquire you, run. Run as far away as you can the other direction and be like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll enter into a publishing agreement with you and you can publish our games, but you get no say over any, any, anything to do with it. What do you th- where do you think this will leave Bioware after... Oh, I'm fucking terrified for Bioware. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, now, like, like Anthem, Anthem had better be the destiny of its day. Otherwise, yeah. who the fuck knows? Where do you... So Bioware is a very, very... They make very a very different style of game now. Uh, do you attribute that to EA's influence or do you attribute that to just the evolution of what modern gaming is today? I for in Bioware's case, I attribute it to the latter. Now, obviously, when you're <clears throat> when you're looking at like Mass Effect, for example, and you see like the addition of a co-op multiplayer mode, like that you can contri- attribute to EA. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as like the changes in how like the you know the dialogue selection system works in Bioware games and how the structure of Bioware games are, I think that's more of an evolution of the genre. And not so much an EA influence. Hey, you have to make your game this way. Frankly, I don't think Bioware is a company that would that would succumb as much to that as other companies would. If that makes sense. I I, I don't I don't know. I see what you're saying, but I feel like I feel like um, part of the reason why a lot of uh, old school Bioware heads you know lead writers and story developers and stuff like that are leaving might be because of the culture because the culture has changed i mean that that you now when you when you talk about it like that it certainly is a question that's worth asking yeah yeah and that definitely influences you know we're we're bioware marks right we we love bioware games and um we we treat them with kid gloves but I, I agree with you. Anthem uh better be it it better 
it better uh, hit like the first Mass Effect hit. Like, but then, but then again, nowhere. on the flip side of that, if it is a mega success, then guess what? Bioware is now the Anthem developer. Yeah. And that's Dang. all and that's all it's going to be because they're like, why would we want you to make a new Dragon Age game when we can just have you pump out more content for Anthem? Because we'll make more money off the content from Anthem than we would off a Dragon Age game. Yeah. And that's what it's going to turn into. And maybe and look, maybe Bioware, maybe that's what they want. I can't speak for them. I can't speak for Casey Hudson and, and the team that's running the show over there. Perhaps that's perhaps they see what Bungie's doing. But the difference between Bungie and and other other developers is that Bungie is a company that has complete I don't want to say complete, but they have way more control over how destiny is shaped than Bioware would have over how Anthem is shaped, I feel like. Because Bungie is a publishing partner with Activision. They are not a studio that is owned by Activision. They are still an independent studio that just has a publishing agreement with Activision. Now, Activision, I'm sure, had some say when it comes to like the silver system in Destiny. I wouldn't be surprised if that was done with input from Activision. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? But I don't think that Bioware would get the same leeway from Act from EA that that Bungie gets from Activision. Yeah. Like shit, you don't even see an Activision logo in Destiny 2. You see a yeah. Bungie logo. Yeah, you don't. Case in point. Yeah. Well, EA couldn't wait to slap their, their uh, <laughs> logo on the front of Mass Effect. Like I said, when when I when I saw this story, like this was this was this was just it. Like this was this was it you have the formula and again maybe the to the student maybe visceral just doesn't have it maybe maybe they lost their way maybe the the game was in development hell no one's going to know the answer to that question except for ea and visceral but you have a studio with a track record of making some excellent single player games you brought in one of the people credited with shaping the story of one of the best story-driven games franchises in recent memory. I don't see how you're going to miss. And you, and you have a property that people would will snap up in a heartbeat. Yep. Like that that's a recipe for success. And no just because you can't did, no matter right. what that game did, it had Star Wars on it. It was going to sell. Right. And 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 because because you know you're looking at fundamental shifts in the marketplace and because you need to pivot the design to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come read between the lines because we couldn't figure out a way to shove as many microtransactions and or loot boxes into this game to make to make money off it after the fact <laughs> right we're going to pivot the design to something else kind of hard to have loot boxes in a in a single player corridor shooter you know what i mean like it's story driven with a story driven narrative and again it's not that hard uncharted 2 and uncharted 3 and uncharted 4 are all games with multiplayer and all games with microtransactions <laughs> they're not the driving force behind the game so naughty dog's not getting fucking rich off of uncharted 3 fucking money <laughs> But they were making some extra income, 
and they and they brought out a fucking ten out of ten game. That last time I checked, hmm, Uncharted Four. How many copies did that sell, Micah? Eight million. That seems like a lot. <laughs> I wonder if Star Wars Battlefront Two is going to sell eight million copies. It probably will. But but Sony sold eight million Uncharted Fours on one console, and people and and spoilers, people weren't buying Uncharted Four for the fucking multiplayer. <laughs> How about that? This story fucking fired me up, man. I I was just I read this and I just like something in me just fucking snapped, and I was just like, I'm ready to I'm ready. To, I'm surprised that I still have this level of of irritation for this story a week later because I thought that the fact because because the, the story dropped like on Tuesday, of course, right after we recorded last week, and I thought for sure that I was going to like, oh, like after a week I'll cool down and 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 I'll be calm and I'll see well you know maybe he had a point and this no I'm, I'm more pissed than I was and that it's that statement it's that statement that you can sit there and just kind of just look right in between the lines and see what Patrick Soderlund is actually saying when he when he says that statement that just fr- fucking riles me up man and and again I I have been the biggest EA defender for years that I know everyone around me is like EA's fucking trash there's this fucking trash coming I'm like yeah I get it guys but look they come out with you know unraveled and they come out with you know all these other indie darling games with look they're they're the one triple a publisher that actually gives a shit about the fucking art house games no fuck it they're done i'm i'm and 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 like i said i wish i could say that i'm done with ea i can't i still play you know fifa incessantly i still will get the next dragon age game or whatever other mass effect piece of shit comes out i'll still probably end up getting anthem and that pisses me off that I'm that that I that I'm that I am that way. <laughs> I wish I had the principles to be like, ah, fuck EA. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a customer of theirs anymore. But I fucking know that I can, <laughs> and it drives me nuts that I'm that I'm you know privy to their to their whims. But oh man, I do have a podcast that I can yell about it on. So <laughs> there you go. That's how you got to let out your anger, man. Mm. That that's probably the biggest rant that I've ever had on the show about anything. It was wonderful. <laughs> like I usually don't post. Uh, I usually don't advertise the shows on my personal Facebook page. Oh, I'm doing it with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you gotta hear this. There, there is there is a broad question though that does need to be asked um, in relation to this news. Do you think that this is the this is the bellwether for the eventual decline of AAA? single player experiences. God, I hope not. But um I could easily see us sliding down this slope. And um because the way the way video games are now, the way the industry is now, and the way these machines can, you know, just like they literally can just send shit to you. As long as you like, it's easier than ever before to, to impulse buy something. I just, God, I, I hope not. Cause I really do love single player games, man. Like not everything has to be when it comes to video games, not everything has to be competition based and not everything has to be cooperative based. Sometimes I just want to fucking get an experience. I, I don't need to. I, I like the theater experience, the communal like theater experience, but I don't need it to enjoy a movie. You know what I mean? And video games were like that for me. 
So yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I it's never gonna go away completely. Um, because I think that there are a couple publishers out there. Um, think CD Project Red, for example. Um, or developers rather. Um and well, they're a publisher too, I guess. Uh CD Project Red, um, first party uh developers that I think will carry the flame for that like sony it does too well with their with their narrative single player driven games to abandon ship on that shit you know what i mean yeah um if you're a microsoft user eh, sorry (laughs) (laughs) i I don't i don't hold out too much hope for you um nintendo of course you know they're always gonna make yeah great single player focus games for sure they're they're in a class by themselves i don't i don't i don't include right 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 but yeah man i mean it's it is hard. It is harder and harder for me to see a landscape in the immediate future where your Activisions, your EAs, your 2K game, or your your Take Twos, um, you know, think of other your WB games, your your Capcoms to to make these games. The Capcom probably doesn't belong in that class. Uh, to make to make these games, yeah. Yeah. um, that just tell a great story. And that just give a great narrative that don't find a way to supplement their coffers in some way, shape or form. And I'm never, I'm not a guy who has a problem with microtransaction culture and games. I don't, I get that companies need to make money. Mm-hmm. I get that adding additional profits and having a game that can be monetized down the road means that you're more willing to take a chance for sequels of that game. If people want, you know, want to do stuff or that when that studio wants to do a different project that you'll, you give them the benefit of the doubt. Bungie wouldn't be making destiny if it wasn't for halo. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like you can't, I, I, it feels shitty to deprive people of these big budget, you know, narrative experiences, especially when in the past, I don't know, five years, Think of all the great narrative games that we've been spoiled with. Yeah. You know, think of your Uncharted's Witcher Three. You know, the Mass Effect, the 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 for the first three Mass Effect games, and fuck, even I mean Andromeda to to some extent, yeah, was was still still told a great story, even if it was a little, you know, jumbled here or there. Bioshock, you know what I mean? That the whole Bioshock story. I mean, that's. Do you really want to lose that? Like, 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 do you, do you think that the games industry is a better place if we replace those with, you know, games that you can pay a couple dollars to each time to do stuff? Fuck, man. Ubisoft arguably is one of the last holdouts for that right now. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. They're, That's yeah, unbelievable they're, to say. <laughs> yeah. Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, like those are narrative driven games with, you know, multiplayer elements, but yeah. Wow. Right, and, and I mean they get DLC, but not like they're not nickel and I mean not yet maybe, but they're not nickel and diamond you for you know buy this gun or buy this bow and arrow or buy well, they, this costume. They do, but they do it through UPlay, so it's not mm. like in your face. Okay, but yeah, well, right. You're not you're not like pausing the menu to change your gear in Assassin's Creed, and there's not like an ad in the corner saying, "Hey, go to the market right. and buy you know buy a whatever." Right. It makes me sad, man. It, it really does. And not and not to get and again, like I, I'm someone who gets it. I, I'm I'm someone who gets the industry and the inner workings and how it works. And it still is a fucking it's a bummer. Like like we like all anyone's clamored for for years was a great narrative single player Star Wars game. 
we thought we'd get it with Forced Unleashed, with the two Forced Unleashed games. They weren't very good, to be quite no. frank. No. And it seemed like that we were finally getting that. Like the 13-13 footage was a was an appetite wetter. That turned out to not be anything. But then we're like, man, Amy Henning, you know, the person who helped mold Uncharted's going to Visceral and Visceral's making this game. And hey, they made Dead Space and and the first two Dead Spaces were great. And and it gave you a lot of hope. And apparently it just didn't wouldn't make enough money, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Hard hard to not be cynical about this particular topic. Yeah, it sucks, man. I don't know. Here's uh here's hoping that uh good single player games don't don't go the way of the dodo. Yep. And like I said, I I I'd love to hear our fans' thoughts on this stuff. Uh, we didn't do question of the week this week, but if you guys have uh have an opinion about this, uh definitely go to densepixels.com slash fans if you're not already in our gaming group and uh and post about it in there because I'd be curious to know what you guys think about this particular topic. Yep. Um also leave us a five star review on iTunes. Uh follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Dense Pixels. Um subscribe to the show, Google Play Music, iTunes, uh any podcatcher that you use, you can subscribe. Uh we are also all on Twitch TV. I'm Dense Pixels Brad. Uh, Terrence is Apparition 410. Micah is Dense Black Nerd and Carrie Suffits Carrie. And a reminder, um, next week on the 4th of November, Carrie will be doing an extra live stream where she'll be playing games to raise money for children's charities. Uh, she's kind of the de facto Dense Pixel stream. We're going to be supplying her with some free games to give away to you guys and some prizes. So uh, make sure you check out her stream. Uh, donate if you can. Uh, if you search for Carrie Wood on Extra Life, uh, you can find her page and donate and help her get to her goal. So thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we will see you all next week. See you.